Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Brilliant Bale puts Wales on the brink as they await to find out who their final playoff opponent will be. Bruno Fernandes is the hero for Portugal as two goals seal their place in Qatar. They'll be joined by Poland in the draw on Friday as they beat Sweden. And for the first time since 1986, Canada are heading to the World Cup after a 4-0 win over Jamaica. With all that to get through, uh, let's talk football. Right. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the podcast. Very big week. Lots of things happening. I mean, we didn't even mention England in the... uh... In the intro, they had a couple of friendly wins, of course. They did. But the big news coming out of the England games, really, was the treatment of Harry Maguire. Yes. Yeah, I was quite surprised by that, to be honest. He got a few boos around Wembley, but uh, England camp very, very firmly backing him. Yeah, definitely. And as they should. You know, regardless of what he does in a Manchester United shirt, he's playing for England. You need to get behind That's him. That's it. Yeah. And I think... His performances for England have been very different to his performances for Man United. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Particularly this season. and But I think that's a lot of the gripe comes from, is that he's not playing well for, for his club, so why is he playing for England? But the fact of the matter is that the manager has a decision to make and he thinks that Maguire's his man and, it, you know... Well, as, as Gareth Southgate said, he is the best defender at his club. I mean, Rafael Varane is also at Manchester United. <laughs> I'm only quoting what Gareth Southgate said. Yeah, I mean, I'm just putting that out there though, because that needs to be put in that context. Varane is also a Manchester United player. He's a World Cup winner. Yeah, but I'm I'm not you know I'm not against Gareth going. You know what? I trust this player. Yeah, play for me. It's the same. It's the same thing with Jordan Pickford when you think about it. Absolutely. Yeah, Jordan Pickford's had Pickford a stinker of a season. Yeah, he doesn't play well for Everton, but you know, as soon as the second he puts that England shirt on, he's a different. Well, I mean, the save he made in the week. Um, in the first game, who did England play first? I can't remember. But Switzerland, yeah, he made he made a great save, an important save to keep us keep England in the game, keep it at one nil at that point. I think it was. Yeah. So, you know, he's it's a, it's a different animal sometimes. You know, sometimes your your club form and having that change of environment is good. And we all know the Manchester United locker room isn't the, the most fun of places to be right now but he seems to get with England and it's different Absolutely. and that's fine obviously we need to mention Harry Kane as well equaling Harry Bobby Kane Charlton. yep getting to the 49 goals so he couldn't quite get the 50th in his what was it 20 minutes he had just last night yes yeah but he's going to do that before the World Cup I'd imagine he should get to 50 I reckon he could break Rooney by the time he gets to the World yeah, Cup yeah I think so what is it 53 Rooney's on yeah so yeah no that's uh, that's in danger um Right, that's that's England talk because you know England a couple of friendlies. There are more important games going on. There are much bigger things that happened, and we need to go back and rewind a little bit to the weekend for Bale's performance for Wales. Oh, what a what a free kick! First and foremost, what a free kick! What a free kick! Posty yeah. Samp. Yeah, it was it was special. The way he struck it, and it just I mean both goals were good. Yes, yeah, definitely. Both goals were good, but that free kick was something special. And that's what he can still produce. Yeah. And it's bonkers that the people of Madrid or the fans of Real Madrid and the press in Spain yeah. are on his back. 
Yeah, Bonkers. I love the fact that, but he, what he said in the press, I don't know whether it would be his press conference or his post-match interview, but I saw the quote where he said, um, someone asked him, oh, you know, you, you can hit a free kick, you know, like that. And he says, yeah, I can hit a free kick like that when I'm allowed to take them. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, there's a dig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a dig. I think it's safe to say his Real Madrid career is going to end at the end of the season. <laughs> oh, I would think so. I would think so. Um but what he does after that, we don't know. I mean, he's, he's he's got something in the tank. It's not quite what it used to be, obviously, but he's got something in there. Definitely, yeah. Obviously, I think it will all depend on it will all depend on whether Wales qualify. Yeah. Yeah, if Wales qualify for the World Cup, then obviously he's definitely he's definitely going to stick around, isn't he? I would think. Oh yeah, he's going to play somewhere He'll next find season somewhere. to get ready for the yeah. World Cup. Yeah. But, uh, time will tell on that because there's still things up for grab there. Obviously. Ukraine and Scotland's game was postponed for obvious reasons. Um, so we'll, I think I don't know what the plan is in terms of how that develops because I don't think the situation in Ukraine is going to improve necessarily over the next three months significantly. It would seem right now. It would seem, yeah. Um, but we don't know. We were only speculating, so we'll wait to see what happens I mean, with that. Technically, it could be pushed back to September. Yeah, there's a there's a possibility. Obviously, but, as I you mean, said last no week, with the guessing. World Cup being where it is, there's plenty of time. Yeah, there's a bit of time because it's not until the winter. So let's just let's just see how it all plays out. Really, I think there's many, many, many interesting um, things elsewhere to discuss while we await that situation from a football point of view. Anyway, more interesting things to talk about. If not, uh, then we'll um, we'll get on with that. Uh, Bruno Fernandez. After Portugal's win at the weekend to get them into the uh, the final, yeah, their final playoff game, uh, Bruno Fernandes against North Macedonia. Well, they would have fully expected to be playing Italy, right? Oh, 100 percent. I think everybody would have been expecting them to be playing Italy. Italy would have been expecting North Macedonia would have been expecting them to be playing Italy. And I felt sorry for North Macedonia because you could clearly see by about the hour mark of that game against Portugal that the game they played against Italy had taken its toll. Yeah, well, yeah. Once the second one went in, it became a lot difficult as well. Then and that went in around that hour mark. So yeah, shame, Bruno. But I suppose yeah. for Cristiano Ronaldo, exactly. This could be his last World Cup. Well, it will be his you last can't... World Cup, won't it? Let's be fair. If he's playing well, in twenty twenty six, I want to know how. Is he a man's man? Man's built different. We know. We know this man's built different. Yeah, but even um, the most ardent supporter of Cristiano Ronaldo must be thinking, this is his last World Cup. You've got to think, practically, yes, you would imagine this, and it will be his last World Cup. It could possibly even be Messi's last World Cup. He might have one more. He might have his. He might have one more in him, Messi, but, you know, um, interesting to see those two at their last finals. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be the last finals for a few players, to be fair. Well, yeah, as it normally is, you know, these things at the moment only come around once every four years. Yeah. Big changes as well, don't forget, in 2026. Oh, yes, the World Cup is getting bigger. Getting bigger? So there's going to be more matches, but teams won't play any more games. Yeah. So you're still only, if you get to a final, you'll still have only played seven games, which I think would have been one of the big sticking points for a lot of the nations really so we don't want to be playing too many games well yeah because we, we you know we essentially cram the world cup into a month don't we yeah and it'll still have the same sort of timeline yeah so it's just you're just gonna have a few more games every day which is good for the fans yeah good good for us yeah wall to wall football yes please 
Yep, and then of course Poland beating Sweden. Um, Lewandowski got the penalty. He was always going to get a goal if they were going to get there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. One form or another. Uh, good performance I felt from Poland. I thought they were very solid. Kept Sweden at bay. Sweden didn't really create much or have that many chances. Um, and then Zelensky was the man to uh, seal the deal for Poland and send them to another World Cup. It is fascinating to see. Okay, I'm I'm not used to seeing a World Cup without Sweden. Normally Sweden are there. Normally are they? a yeah. Normally they're a banker. Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. They don't miss many of the World Cups. No. But they're gonna miss out on this one. Um, it'll be a lot harder from 2026 to miss out on a World Cup if you're a if you're a top 20 uh, European team. I'm sure they'll find a way for some of them to miss out. Yeah. <laughs> Italy, Italy will find a way not to get there. Um. So yeah, so that's Europe. Europe's kind of all but those that last playoff place um, that is still up for grabs between Ukraine, Scotland, and Wales. Europe's done. Yeah. We know all the qualification, all the qualification, all the qualificated teams. That's not even a word. All the teams that have qualified from Europe. So let's just wrangle through them. We've got Germany, Denmark, France, Belgium, Croatia, Spain, Serbia, England, Switzerland, Netherlands, Poland, Portugal are the guaranteed teams that are going to be in the draw for Friday for the World Cup. Yeah. So that's that's all of Europe done. And then I think the big news outside of that for me, I mentioned it in the intro, was Canada. Yes. The only team at the minute um, qualified from North America. Yes, because they're still playing some games in North America over the next couple of days. Yeah. So as we, as we record this, Canada... The only team to have qualified. The first time they've qualified for the World Cup since 1986. In fairness, it's only their second appearance at the World Cup. Yeah. So, big. That's huge because that they have beaten America, Mexico and Costa Rica. Who were, yeah, who were sides that would normally be in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean... All, well, two of those three will be in there for definite. Yeah. But, like, to for them to win that competition outright which is what they've done you know they will finish top of the qualifying group as it's known at the CONCACAF so um, you know for them to beat those teams along the way is actually huge for Canada and be a big boost of confidence for them going into this tournament yeah they've got some good players Canada obviously they've yep. got lot, a few players that are based in Europe mm -hmm. you know and and that will help them grow and obviously they'll get more money potentially from that as well yeah, it's yeah, it's a big, big thing for small nations like Canada. It is, uh, but yeah. So USA, Mexico, Costa Rica are the three teams that are in that hunt for the the two guaranteed spots. Obviously, two of those three will go into those guaranteed spots in North America, and then the third team will go into one of the interconfederation playoffs. Yeah, just to make it a little bit more confusing, they do that. Yeah, they do that, and that will continue to happen. I think even in the new format. Oh yeah. Moving on then over to Asia, South Korea, Iran, Japan and Saudi Arabia have all guaranteed their qualification to the World Cup as well as obviously the host Qatar. And then we've got Australia who play in that confederation, who joined that confederation, uh, will play the UAE in their playoff game to go through to one of the inter-confederation playoffs. Uh, then in the OFC, so that's the uh, Oceania Football Commission, I think they're called. Or confederation, probably more likely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're doing very well with this. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing all right. 
so new zealand and solomon islands they play as we speak this in a, probably in about five hours time from when we're recording this so we will know, by the time you're probably hearing this you'll, you might already know who's who the ofc have sent through to their confederation playoff so that's the one thing that i think is going to be positive from the change is that the ofc will have a guaranteed spot at the world cup yeah which the they should world. obviously the world cup should include all of yeah. the confederations at least getting one spot yeah automatically yeah so, so that's what the change gives us but for now they have to go into a playoff so whoever wins new zealand solomon islands later today will then go into another inter-confederation playoff where they'll play costa rica well, they'll play, yeah they'll play one of the northern american teams whether that's usa mexico or costa rica yeah uh australia and the uae will play peru because from south america they finish they're the fifth. team yeah yeah they finish fifth so they get playoff spot there so obviously the four south american teams guaranteed their spot are brazil argentina ecuador and uruguay yeah oh and then the african nations <laughs> just to finish us off senegal cameroon ghana morocco and tunisia which gives us 27 guaranteed teams have their spots there's four more to decide in the playoff spots in the inter-confederation playoffs and then there's the one european spot that's still outstanding hope you're all following there'll be a test later <laughs> oh god really um where's my pen i need to write yeah. this down it's very very confusing so australia or uae will play peru and the winner of that match will go through to the world cup and then uh usa mexico or costa rica will play new zealand or solomon islands and the winner of that will get a place in the world cup but obviously between usa mexico and costa rica two of those teams will go directly into the world cup yeah oh right have a, have a so, lie uh, down i hope i hope that's explained everything in a non-confusing no, way can you do it again please i'm not I, yeah I, sure i didn't um, why not i didn't, I didn't everyone, understand most of it <laughs> everyone if you just scrub back on the podcast five minutes and you can listen again <laughs> senegal beating egypt was a big one yeah that's a big well i mean it isn't isn't they beat them for the uh they beat him a couple of months ago in the African Nations they Cup did. final, didn't they? Mo Salah had to take a penalty this time. Yeah. And he's he scared. He, <laughs> he had a laser in his face, to be fair to him. Yeah. From the crowd. Not ideal. No. Let's not be getting into those, but let's not be doing those things again. No, 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 no. I mean, I thought those were things contained in the 1990s, the old laser yeah, pens. Yeah, yeah. The be laser quite pens are making a comeback. Please don't let them. Yeah, let's get rid of them. We don't need them. They're not necessary. But yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with any of the international... I'll tell you what I was looking for. You know, I was looking forward to uh, Tanzania versus Botswana. Yes. was the only international to be postponed. Oh, you're kidding. No, it was the only one <laughs> out of all the, all the games played or that we were expecting to see last weekend. It was the only one that was postponed. Oh, I'm gutted for you. You were really looking uh, forward no. to that. Yeah, I was looking forward to Tanzania and Botswana, but unfortunately uh, it wasn't to be. Oh. So that's never going to happen, is it? Nope. No, that's just, not that's just lost to the ether, that one. Yeah, it's probably gone forever. Oh. And in terms of me talking about anything else, um, no, you've pretty much covered everything about World Cup qualifying. Um, Happy days. It's Yeah, it would just be nice to get the tournament underway now. <laughs> yeah, well, we look forward. Well, we'll have the draw on, on Friday and we should have most teams decided i think the playoffs probably won't happen the inter-confederation no they're not happening until june the, the inter so we won't so we won't yeah, know so anything won't until those. probably the end of 
the season. Which is odd to me because of the seedings for the places, because that might change depending on who qualifies from those. But I mean, I UEFA know. will probably find a way around it. Or FIFA. Or FIFA, even. Yeah, them two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, up next, then, I guess, we've been asking uh, a couple of, for a couple of weeks now for you to send through some of your favourite football memories over the years. And uh, you haven't disappointed. You haven't, no. We haven't had to pretend we're popular and make some up. We've actually had some sent in, which is great. So um, I will leave this bit. This is all you now. Oh, is it? This bit. Oh, Rich, okay. Yeah, this is all for you. All right, okay. Oh, hang on. I will leave this in your 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 capable hands. Capable hands? Who are you kidding? Anyway. <laughs> no one listening, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so who's, where do you want to start? Because I oh, just get just get us going. Just what have you got? Who's been in touch? And okay, what, so what? we've had a message from Chris, who's an avid listener of podcast. He's a Spurs Hi, fan, so these are both Spurs memories, and one is quite apt for this particular week, given what happened last week with a player retiring from the game. Okay, but we'll start with the Real Madrid Champions League game. We went into that game fully expected to be thumped by Real Madrid and we beat them 3-1 at Wembley. That, for me, is one of my favourite nights as well. We, yeah, um, big night. It was a very good night. My dad, God rest his soul, he was. He said to us at the end of the game, we're waiting till the final whistle blows because we need to take this in. And we did. And, you know, it's a really special moment to beat Real Madrid, who were a very big at, side. Yeah, At, at their, probably their strongest at as well for that period. Peak. Yeah. And we just tore them apart that night. Brilliant. The other memory had was beating Wigan 9-1 at the old White Hart Lane. Jermaine Defoe, obviously, who retired last week, scored five in that game to join the very exclusive club of five yep. goals in one game. He had a knack of scoring a goal or two, didn't he, Jermaine? He did. I mean, I remember we had an, he scored an overhead kick against Manchester United in like the first minute. We went on to lose the game. Yeah, of course you do. But the the overhead kick was superb. He knew where the goal was, Jermaine. Absolutely. Yeah. Really good goal scorer, the, for sure. The interesting thing about the Wigan game, though, and the most interesting yep. thing for me, A, the Wigan goal was handball, because I was sitting right in front of it. Oh, God, here we go. And... You can't... Even at 9-1, even at nine one, a Tottenham fan is never happy. And, right... This is why they don't win anything. So this was, a, this was only one all at half-time. We scored eight. eight we scored eight half. goals in the second half. <laughs> I lost the goals, which must be some sort of record. <laughs> so that's Chris's memories. Good times. Thank you very much for sending those in, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. We'll move on to our good friend Tracker next. Yeah. So back in two thousand and nine, he took his lady wife, Mrs. Tracker. They were invited to their first live football game. It was Bolton versus Newcastle. As guests of Bolton Wanderers. Oh. Oh. It's the first time well, they've ever been oh. in a hospitality suite. And have they ever been to a football match since then? They probably Ooh. have been since, it sounds like it. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not the best of adverts, is it? Well, Bolton versus Newcastle. No. Yeah. <laughs> not Especially back in, in 2009. 2009 no. They were both on the decline. So Mrs. T asked, um, when it's five minutes before half-time, can she be let known so she can go to the loo? Which, right. you know, it's a... Good thing you, you go yeah, yeah, before yeah. the half time whistle. I normally go when the board goes up for have 
added time. Yeah. And I normally make my way up. You missed the rush, yeah. Yes, exactly. So um, it got to the 40th minute and she was intrigued. So it's five minutes before half time. Off she went. And she came yeah. back and it was deserted around her. All of the right. hospitality people were still eating their sandwiches and what have you at the start of the second half. And they missed a goal. Oh, no. <laughs> so Mrs. T, in her infinite wisdom, and I thought this was brilliant when I read this, she <laughs> she went on to tell the people who were coming back to their seats, you've missed a goal, <laughs> which I think is brilliant. Well done, Mrs. T. Um, and oh, dear. ever since, whatever match they go to, they always um, remember that memory. Wonderful stuff. Lovely. Lovely. See, that's what that's what you can create when you do these little things. Football creates memories for everybody. Thank you very much for that, Tracker, for sharing that memory with us. Good times, although I, I bet you that wasn't the best game for your introduction to a live football match. I mean, it would have. The trouble with that is, obviously, Bolton versus Newcastle, there's only one way to go, right? Yeah. Absolutely. We're not going to say which way. We we are mm. impartial. We all, Everyone knows it's up. It's fine. <laughs> right. Uh... Who have you got? Who else? Who else has been in touch? So we've had a couple of Arsenal fans get in touch through friends of mine who are avid Arsenal fans. So let's talk about the Arsenal for a minute, I suppose. Go on then. So one of them's big memory is Ray Parler's goal in the FA Cup final. Oh, yeah. It's only Ray Parler. It's only Ray Parler. Tim Lovejoy. God bless you. Absolute legend. Him and Bradley Walsh, wasn't it? Doing the commentary. The alternative commentary. Oh, don't worry. It's only Ray Parler. (laughs) Bang, top corner. And it went... What a moment. Yeah. Can't write that. You can't write that stuff, you can you? You can't write that stuff. No. Um, another one's memory was of John Jensen's only goal versus QPR at the old Highbury Stadium. Okay, yeah. His only, goal for, his only goal for Arsenal. And they had a few players that were like that. Nigel Winterburn was another one that didn't score a lot of goals. And then I yeah. remember him scoring a goal against Chelsea and it was like, wow. <laughs> you managed to do that, mate. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. And then jointly they've come together to celebrate the legend that is Dennis Bergkamp. Oh, Dennis Bergkamp. So the oh, hat trick against Leicester, obviously, yeah. which was a brilliant hat trick. A quality hat trick, that yeah. one. And then his last goal against West Brom on Dennis Bergkamp Appreciation Day. Uh-huh. I'm surprised the old Newcastle one hasn't got in that one, that in, in those memories. Oh the Newcastle flick? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Newcastle yeah, flick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, it's a great goal. I mean, One of my great memories of Burkham, yeah, as well as his volley in the World Cup. Oh yes, Christ, yeah. I mean, he's a great player, Dennis Burkham. Brilliant. I just won't mention it too <laughs> Some non-Arsenal <laughs> memories from another friend of mine, Jamie. So yeah. he's a big Dagenham and Redbridge follower. Obviously, they're a Lovely. local side to us down here. Yeah. Um. So them getting promoted thanks to Dane Dave Rainford. His goal, getting them into the Football League, as it was. And lovely. there was an epic game, a playoff final between them and Rotherham. I went to that game as well with my mate and his son. And, um, yeah, Dagenham won the day, I think. Very nice. I think. Hold on. (laughs) I think. I mean, if he's he's saying it's a good memory of his, he won't have put it in if they lost it, right? (sighs) You don't. You don't tend yeah, to say. Really like, I don't walk around and go, "Oh, my favourite Man United memory was Rome 2009." No, you know nor I mean? mine being Madrid 2019. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. You don't. You don't do they that. They did win the game three oh, two. I couldn't remember. What a great. What a, 
What a great memory that FA Cup final 2005 was. Yeah, oh, yeah, remember that one. No, no, no. Oh, do you remember the day Aguero scored that goal to win City the league? Oh, great football memory. <laughs> I no, do no, remember no. that day. That was a very good day. No. One. no, no, no. We don't walk around saying that. No, no, they must have won. Yes, they did win. 3-2. I couldn't remember. All, the only thing I remember from that day, so we took my godson, me and my mate, yeah. and uh, he managed, bless him, so he managed in the afternoon to fall through the seat onto the floor. Oh, dear. Which was hilariously funny. He was only about four or five at the time, bless him. And then he managed yeah. to kick his drink over onto a bloke's leather jacket in the row in front. That's... um. Special. That's a moment, isn't it? That was a moment. I'll never forget that. So, yeah, I can't remember the score, but I do remember that. <laughs> and then the last set comes from my brother-in-law. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Um, so he's a Liverpool fan, is Pete. So, obviously, the greatest game ever known is the 2005 Champions League final. I mean, it's not, but go on. He was in, he was in Ibiza at the time. They found somewhere very quiet to watch it. Perhaps the locals weren't interested. And at halftime, we were all ready to go back to the hotel. And they stayed. And obviously, yeah. it was... Yeah, no, it was, it was looking horrible. Yeah, it was time. looking very horrible for them. From a Liverpool perspective, anyway. He has got a memory about Manchester United. Yeah? For Federico Makeda. Okay, yeah. Yeah? When he scored his goal against Villa. When he scored his goal against Villa. Yeah, I was, I was in the stadium that day. Yeah, so was he. I was at Old Trafford that day when Makeda scored that goal. I was I was right behind it on the corner. I was in the corner stand and he turned and I watched the ball curl at me. I can still see it now. He did the little cross turn and then the and then the just the curl on the board to the outside. It was a moment. Oh, that was special. That it was It was a special moment. Oh. I was sat next to my dad, who's a Villa fan. Ooh. I bet that Yeah, and I, I just <laughs> I, I lost I went a bit crazy. All I can, all bit. I can ever hear with that was, was Martin Tyler. To be fair, but I don't because that's no, not no, no. my overall memory. I was, of it. Watching, I was in the stadium. I was watching it at home. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, hearing him shout Makeda was same as the Aguero moment. To be fair, Martin Tyler is one of the best. He's got a moment. Yeah, he knows how to portray a moment he for sure. Does. And I was also, I was just while we were at Old Trafford, I was just going to mention uh, when I was uh, at there when Ronaldo scored his first ever professional hat trick. Who was that against? And he was he was against Newcastle. Nice. In a six nil six nil win. I think we won six nil. I really remember the United goals anyway. He got, <laughs> he got his hat trick. I watched that go in. Tevez got one. Ferdinand got one. Or did Tevez get two? Tevez might have got two that day. And then Ferdinand Ferdinand scored a great little on the volley kind of pass into the net. I remember him he come he ran into the corner where I was as well and was celebrating in the corner. I remember that well. But yeah, there's mine. They're my two big ones. Nice. And we're going to end, unless you want me to give some, but I think we'll just end with this one. So it was Spain versus Portugal in Cape Town. Now, he and my sister used to travel around watching England quite a lot. They've been to the World Cup. They've been to the Euros. And they obviously went to South Africa as well. It was a great yeah. experience. Different to see England at a tournament and being in Bloemfontein for the England-Germany game and Lampard's oh, no, not that one. goal. Even I mean, the cameraman near them said it was a goal. It's a goal. It was a goal. It was I a mean, goal. Everyone, everyone saw that it was a goal when we got robbed. We did get robbed. I mean, forget the fact that we were, we were a terrible football team at the time. <laughs> because we were. We were robbed. And we would have beaten Germany, I'm sure. That famous German team. If, if, we, if that goal had gone in. 
Should we not end on the sour note of the goal skull then? Yeah, what should we finish on? What can I think of? What memory have I got? Do you know what? My my greatest memory. Last game at White Hart Lane. 100%. Yeah. The place was the place was bouncing. The old place it got his one last good game. Obviously we beat Manchester United on the day. We went the season unbeaten at home. Yeah. Obviously Wayne Rooney scored the last goal at White Hart Lane, but Harry Kane got the last Tottenham goal. And <laughs> yeah, obviously leaving that place, obviously it was demolished the following day. Yeah, it was gone. It was gone within a couple of weeks, but yeah. It was quick. It was um it was sad to leave the old place, but what a day. What a day. The Indeed. rainbow, the legends. Yeah. What a day. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Right, so that's uh, your football memories. Maybe we'll bring that back next time around in international break. We'll see we'll how see what it... it goes. Yeah. Right, so up next, let's go around the EFL as we as there's not a lot of club football going on this week. Around the EFL in 80 seconds. Take it away, Richard. Let's go. So, AFC Wimbledon have made it 20 games without a win as Mark Robinson loses his job in an effort to keep them in League One. With a few sides not playing at the weekend, Sheffield Wednesday enter the playoff places. Ipswich beat Plymouth to keep their faint hopes alive. Gillingham move further away from the bottom four with a win over Accrington Stanley. In League Two, Forest Green were not in action. So Exeter, Port Vale and Northampton all won to put the pressure on the leaders who have only won one in five at the top of League Two. In the playoff race, it's still very too close to call. As anyone down to Salford are still in with a shout. Not so much down the bottom of the table, unfortunately. Scunthorpe look like they're heading to the National League after defeat by Harrogate. So it's probably between Oldham, Barrow and Stevenage for the other relegation place. So, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of intrigue in the AFL. Um, a, a few games in League 2 last night, but nothing... I mean, Salford have kept themselves in the hunt with their win last night, but it's very close for the playoff positions. It's very two. close. It's very. I mean, that league is notoriously tight come the end yeah. of the season. Interesting. It will. It'll be interesting to see if Forest Green hold on at the top as well. Yeah, and they're like four or five clubs on like 63 points. It, there's a lot of teams very One, close two, together. Three, yeah. four, <laughs> five, five teams are on 63 points as we stand there. Yeah, so the automatic places are still very much up for grabs as well. Yeah, of course. Forest Green are four points clear with the game in hand. Yeah. Exeter. Over Exeter at a couple points further back in Northampton. So, no, plenty to play for. Yeah. And in League One as well. Obviously, League One's a notorious league to get out of, as Sunderland will attest to. I'm sure they will, after all those years of trying it and trying and trying and trying again. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's your Around the World in 80 Seconds. What what we do have to look forward to this weekend is the return of Premier League football. Hooray! The Premier League is back. The Premier League is back this weekend. We have a full take... calendar as well. We do. And I think <laughs> you're about to take us through uh, the fixtures for this weekend. Yeah. So we start with Liverpool and Watford at Saturday lunchtime. Brighton versus Norwich. Big game at the Amex for those two. Burnley take on Manchester City. Obviously, Burnley... Could they get a result against City to help their relegation plight? Who knows? Chelsea take on Brentford. Leeds take on Southampton. Wolves take on Aston Villa. The big game at 5.30 is at Old Trafford. Manchester United against Leicester. 
Then there's two games on Sunday. West Ham take on Everton. Tottenham take on Newcastle before the Monday night game. Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Lovely. Big weekend of football um, for everyone, really. Yeah, the internationals are done. We are now on the way to the finish line. That's it. All the way to the final. All the way to the final day of the season. Yeah. Lots of things still to play for in the league. It's crunch time, isn't it? Now. Yeah. For a lot of teams. A lot of, te- lot of teams. All now. of those perspective races. Yeah. Eight, nine games. Some of them to play. The top of the table's open. The bottom of the table is relatively open. Um, and then the race for European spots and the Champions League is still well and truly. Oh, it's still well and truly open. on. So, you know, we're this far in the season and there's so much intrigue across the whole league, which is great. Yes, absolutely. Unless you want one of your own teams to be not where they are. Yes. <laughs> but there we go. Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week to look at all of those things. Uh, in the meantime, if you do want to get in touch with us and tell us about your football club, please do so. You can follow us on Twitter at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast. 442 at gmail.com. I repeat that because it's long. Let's talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com. We'll be back again, like I said, next week with all the news from the games at the weekend. But for now, stay safe and look after yourselves, I guess. See you later. Bye, everyone. Bye.